It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, Hockey World. Are we live? Yeah, we are. We are. We yeah. live. Yes. I'm so much shorter than you. Let's see. Um, so I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> when it goes for three, I have to. There always, you uh, go. There you go. That. Yeah. I was giving the nice. I'm at the Children's Hospital in Philadelphia, so. I thought you were sitting on like one of those those cushy chairs that you fell off of the one time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. No. 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 It's kind of cool because um, I mean, it's not cool that I have to be at the Children's Hospital for the next month with my son every day, but um, while he's recovering. But it is fun that. They have they they were nice enough. They're fans of the hockey podcast. They got me a room that I can do the podcast from. So, that is nice. which is really great, you know, good internet and uh, you know this, this lovely sit lovely map of the city behind me here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's really cool. So I'm definitely easy to get some work done here. So yeah, um, so, what, do guys, what do you guys have going on? Go ahead, Russ. Well, let's uh let's talk a little baseball. There was a trade. I mean. I don't even know if it's worth mentioning all the players in the trade, but the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts, one of the best players in baseball. They're a big market team. They decided they didn't want to pay him. Now, the rumor is he wanted 12 years, 420. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know that at all. And Red Sox fans act as if they know for sure. Now, the Red Sox offered 10 years, 300. They knew that wasn't going to get it done. Yeah, that was that was the Bryce Harper contract. Right, but they knew that that would not get it done, right? So my big problem here is you've got $90 million you wasted on Pablo Sandoval. You have 217 now, of course, they got out of some of that, that you wasted on David Price. Like, they've had so many wasteful contracts that actually, when it came time for your best player, a star player, to get paid, you traded him. And... His war, his lifetime war, is actually higher than Babe Ruth. So Red Sox fans are pointing to that and saying, you know, we traded Babe Ruth once. This could be a monumental disaster. Well, okay. First of all, they this it was going down this road. This has been rumored for a couple months, but it was going down this road when they fired Dombrowski. Um, when they fired Dombrowski, you knew that there was going to be a massive reorganization. Plus, they signed it's a, all second half of last season. It sounded like they wanted to do what the Yankees did, but the Yankee what the, what the Yankees did was they locked knocked down payroll to get underneath the luxury tax, mm-hmm. uh, and then went this this time went out and spent big on Garrett Cole. Now, there's a difference here. The Yankees did it very, the way most teams can't do it. They sort of reset or rebuilt on the fly mm-hmm. and were able to, and brought up young kids from their organization um, and then added free agents and were spending money that, and spending money on players that they had assigned previously. So they had to soak up that, that, that money, like, like guys like, uh, you know, our favorite uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, mm-hmm. but the Red Sox, they were contenders. They won the world series and now they're saying, okay, we're going to take a step back after one bad year where everybody got hurt, uh, where their uh, the great left-handed pitcher Chris Sale, where he got hurt, mm-hmm. where 
Price has never been, never earned that money on that contract. They spent stupidly on a number of different levels and a number of different places. They re, you know, they signed Evaldi. They, 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 you know, all, their spending was stupid. And now yeah. the escape out of it was to dump forty-three million dollars in payroll. Um, uh, to to get it, dump it out for a couple prospects. Um, this is going to be a bad year for that organization. It's a bad a, year. It might be a bad five years. This is the delusion that the Red Sox fans are under. Well, we don't want to pay the money. I get it. They're going to reset. It's going to be a year or two. But you pointed out to me they're not loaded with prospects. No. So this could be a lot more than a year or two. They haven't had any luck lately signing free agents. Right. So if you don't have luck signing free agents, you don't have a good system, you could turn into a four- or five-year project very easy in baseball. Right. Here's the part that I'm mad about. And I'm mad for Red Sox fans, which I truly don't care about. But I'm just saying because there was – a well, in 75, I liked him. There were a couple times. I liked him right up until about 86. And then, of course, I had a I liked him at 86. <laughs> yeah. But I, but the idea is it's because they used to go against the Yankees, and I like that. Yeah. Uh, but- some of their players. But at the end of the day, they made record profits of $517 million last year. So now they're not going to replace that money. They're going to make more money on these fans. And no, I don't think fans should go up. What they're going to do is they're going to wait a year, get under the thing, and then spend. And and Mark in the chat, he's right. Verdugo is a is more than a prospect. He's a really good prospect. Uh, the even, kid, even a really good prospect is not going to be no. one of the three or four or five best guys in the game. No, what the, what what this is, and if you want to take take it as an example going going forward with uh, in in the say the NHL, it's. It, any player that's got a year left in the contract that teams know this is, this is what the Islanders should have done the year before Tavares went to free agency. If they knew that right. they were going to sign up, they knew they weren't going to spend the money to sign him. Then you trade him and you get as much for right. That's what I was saying to you offline. Like, why didn't they do that? Here's some more things though. And then we'll go on to one other thing. The other, the last thing on this is, so now they've got the fans behind them. Like Mookie Betts is greedy, whatever. Who are you replacing him with? Well, who are you replacing any of these guys with now that you're starting, that you're shedding and guys have gotten older? Like, this is not like okay. easy to do. I, I hate the Red Sox with the heat of a thousand suns, but I'll but I'll just say I'll just say this. They have a lot of talent. Devers, Ben Attendi, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, oh God. Uh, I mean Jackie Jackie pitching talent, Mike. Jackie Bradley Jr. is more of a defensive no, guy. How much pitching talent, Mike? No, not a lot. Not that, much. No, not, not a lot. So, um, and you know they have a really good shortstop, but mm-hmm. they they have holes now, and they're not going to fill them this year. They've basically surrendered the ALEs to the Yankees, which I think they probably would have done anyway because the Yankees are are top heavy this year. But let's let's talk about the other thing that the the, yeah. the hat that you're wearing and and what happened with the the ownership uh, yesterday. Well. So Steve Cohen, no relation. Although I wish they were. Wish. <laughs> I wish they were. Uh, no offense to my dad, um, but he backed out of the Mets deal. Now, is it official? It's official. The Mets did put out a statement after Ken Rosenthal broke it. After even I texted you and said, mm, "It seems unofficial," but yeah, but that that statement was like, "We can't comment because of uh, because of a um, an, a mutual agreement of non disclosure." It wasn't. Well, any- but that's basically saying that. You know, Cohen did say he came out and said that their deal, just like I think they added on some some things at the end that he didn't like. Sure, something happened in the deal he didn't like. I don't remember the exact quote, but and and there is somebody I know who covers the Mets that still thinks there's an outside chance that 
this still occurs. It still happens. But end of the day, I basically put up a quote that, you know, the Mets new boss is the same as the old boss. And I put that we will get fooled again. And we did because I know everybody could say, why am I not surprised? Right. But going this long, going through the offseason, knowing that the Wilpons were in charge, and now all of a sudden it breaks down, that's where the Met fan gets angry and says, you know, I was starting to feel good about things. Now I have to go back to hoping the players could overcome dumb management. Like that's really, you know, where most Met fans' hearts are at. And, and that's a shame because you never want to be there. And last thing, let's talk about Pete Rose for a minute. Yeah. What the Astros did and what Pete Rose did are two completely different things. Even if you want to take, say that cheating is cheating, I will tell you that Pete Rose didn't only bet on his team. Go read the articles. I can post links in the chat room. Well, I can't get in the chat room right now, but I can post links if you DM me and I could show you an example of all of his bets. And it is up in the air whether he only bet on his team and also, there's a guy who did exactly what I thought and kept track of pitchers getting pulled early and things like that that affect the game. And this is still worse than the Astros. What the Astros did was terrible, but this is still worse. It's still the number one rule in baseball that you can't do. Why can't you do it? Because it ruins the integrity of the game more than even what the Astros did. Because if every manager did what Pete Rose did, then you, it would be highlight. It wouldn't be baseball anymore. Yeah, I mean, he pitched Mario Soto 125 pitches when his, the, normally his his limit and probably in the games that he didn't didn't pit or didn't bet on were, were 80 to 90 or no, so. No, but there were also games he pulled Soto early. Like there were things that he did that were erratic. Right. That even if he was just betting on his team, make you wonder. All right, uh, let's start the show. Uh, Act should be joining us back in a second here. He had to change rooms at the uh, at the hospital. Um, Hello, Hockey World. Today is Wednesday, February fifth, twenty twenty. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology, and I'm Michael Agello, and this is the Hockey Buzzcast here on HockeyBuzz.com. All right, let's start with some of the games last night, um, and. It was, a, it was a very busy night in the NHL. I believe it was 13 games. Um, tonight, tonight. Uh, by the way, there's only two. So it's like, you know, you're either overloaded or not not, lo not loaded enough. Um, I was at the – I'll start with the, the game that I was at, which was a 6-1 Colorado Avalanche pace okay. of the Buffalo Sabres. And I have to say, and I've said I said this a couple games ago when they lost the first first two games of this nine home game and ten game stretch between now and the middle of February that the Sabers were done. They won a game on the weekend in overtime against Columbus. Uh, they were out of this game really early. Scored a goal with scored their only goal with 0.9 seconds left in the first, and then Colorado opened up a can of whoop ass on them, and uh, it was a 6-1 final. And I'll just say this: the fans in Buffalo. I mean, we talked about that caller that uh, that went viral uh, that, that was commenting on the the state of the uh, Sabers organization in Buffalo. The fans last night after the fourth goal were booing Carter Hutton and giving him the Bronx cheer every time right. he made a save. Um, they finally pulled him after the fifth goal, put Jonas Johansson in there for his first NHL game. Um, the Sabres are done. 
It's, it's over. It's clearly over. Yeah, but will they admit? I mean, they won't admit that they're done. But I think that now you switch from a well, we're gonna see if we can stick in this race and and you know not probably not add, but whatever you know, just do whatever to full scale sell. And they have seven unrestricted free agents. I don't think anybody in their right mind is taking Zach Bogosian, Russ, because I saw a play last night where Bogosian was behind the net. And I think he was having a fantasy about playing for the abs because he set up an abs player right in the slot. That's how bad. What more do we need to see? Yeah. I don't understand the Sabres. Like Zach Bogosian is a great guy. So you go over to Zach and you say, hey, Zach, either we're sending you down to the AHL, you're just going to be scratched the rest of the time, and we're going to try and trade you. If we can, and if we can't, we have to put in young players to see what we have for next year. They are just wasting precious time by doing this. Well, I think we know because, honestly, I talked to somebody yesterday, and I mentioned Bogosian's name, and they said they can't move him unless they decide they want to retain salary, which they don't want to, to make to be able to move him. They, they can't move him. He's, he's, he's terrible. He's, I mean, it's not just the injury prone aspect. It's, you know, because right now he's healthy. He's a $5 million cap hit and he can't, and they, they cannot move him unless they either retain 50% or take a salary back. And what, what are they going to do that for a fifth round pick? I mean, what's the point? Now the thing, the thing is, is that, the Sabres have six other unrestricted free agents. And the question is whether they can move any of those guys and what will they get for them? I mean, you know, you would like to get high picks in in, in the draft, but they don't have the type of players that you're going to get high picks for. But do you operate under the assumption that, okay, getting a bunch of second, thirds, and fourths and fifths is better than getting nothing at all? And we're talking here, – here, here's the list. I mean, Michael, there's there's an argument to be made for both, actually. Yeah, here's the list. Michael Froelich – these are the UFAs. Michael Froelich, Connor Sheary, Jimmy VC, Zemgis Gergensens, Johan Larson, Zach Bogosian. That's your list. Um, of those six UFAs. Uh, I think they can move three of them pretty easily, and I think they can get a decent draft pick for one of them, Sheary. Right. Other than that, you're talking thirds and fourths. But again, what's the point? You know, okay, if you want to sign, if you want to re-sign Gergensons, if you want to re-sign VC, then find out before the deadline whether they will re-sign. Right. You know, now the thing is also that's the thing. I would enter into negotiations with all of them just to see what they want. Right. Now you know, we may have done that. We don't know. Right. They may, they may have done that. And they said that may color the, the direction that they, they go in. I mean, they, they may be shopping them in earnest now. Now the question is, you know, do they want to go any further than that? Do they want to shop players that have term left on their contracts? Guys like say, well, I mean, Sam Reinhart's a restricted free agent, but he's going to expect to get paid big time next year. Mm -hmm. And, do they want to pay? Do they want to sign him for four or five years, which he's probably going to want? He's two years away from being an unrestricted free agent. Does do the Sabers want to sign him long term for the type of money he's probably going to want a William Nealander type of contract? No, but you know, with him, they could trade him at the draft. They, they could. could. 
They could. He's a, he's a, he's arbitration eligible and he's two, like I said, I think he's two years away from being an unrestricted free agent. So, you know, even if he stays unsigned, I would wait on him yeah. to see what else takes shape. But what you said makes sense. But, but the, the thing that they're falling in danger of is just accumulating draft picks, like a hoarder accumulates stuff in their house. Right. And then not having enough at the NHL level and not having enough money to spend to do anything about it. And yeah. we're dangerously getting close to that now. Like, even if I trade for a leak, I would rather take a prospect that's a year or two away from the NHL sure. than a draft pick, even if it's yeah. a level guy. Yeah, no, I agree. And and act this is this is going to have an effect in the summer because one of the few teams that's got tons of money uh in the summer in July will be Buffalo. Buffalo yeah, will. over over 20 million in cap space with all these unrestricted free agents. And if they've gone to these guys and say we want to resign you and they say no, then Russ is right. They have to get players in deals coming back that can be part of the roster next year. Otherwise, I mean they're not calling up Casey Middlestat. So they, they had three guys right. out with the flu yesterday, right. two, two or three, and they called up uh, Rasmus Asplund and not Middlestat, which I, I would think means that Middlestat is probably staying the rest of the year down in the AHL. Yeah, let me give you an example how watered down their everyday lineup is. Evan Rodriguez has six points on the year. He yeah. shouldn't be a regular for them, but he is. Right, right. You're right. That's really where they are. You know, right now, um, and they're, I mean, you know, you're starting to see Eichel say things in the media, you know, that's, um, you know, it was interesting. I was listening to um, one of the, uh, one of the radio shows and they said, yeah, so Eichel starts saying stuff now. And then, you know, before O'Reilly said stuff about Buffalo, he was out of there pretty quickly. Well, Ristol Lane and after the game, after the game last night, somebody asked him about the game and he says that was pretty much shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, and yeah, I do feel bad for these players. You know, like you, you always feel bad for them. I used to ask that question. <laughs> right now, they, what are they going to say? You know, um, well, because they know that they're they've watched the playoffs evaporate before their eyes. Like that's yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, it is hard for them to process. I get it. It but, is uh, high hopes to start with very high hopes. Right. You know, and here they are. It's really tricky. It's really tough for them. But yeah, so now I I think that is the only thing to salvage out of the remaining 19 days before the deadline is who can you get who can you get for any of those players? You know, end of the day for this franchise, they've got to do well at the deadline and they have to seriously look at their player development model because something is failing there. Yes. And it's been failing for a couple of years and it has nothing to do with coaching. And that is, to me, the biggest problem now with the Sabres is getting them from the draft yeah. to the team. It's like farm to table. There's something missing there with the Sabres. Yeah. Now, I wanted to get into some of the other things. Um, so we have some other things. I apologize. I should be set now. They, okay. They, it's uh, fine. It's not your fault. They double booked the room that I was in. I mean, that, today, shirt, so. that shirt is your fault. but The shirt is my fault. Yeah. Okay. This is my – yeah. I appreciate that. Hopefully my hopefully hopefully we don't lose track again. If I if I get logged out, I'll let you know. What, what is this jailhouse rock? <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. I know this looks like I'm talking to you from prison too. But anyway, <laughs> um, maybe like a picture on the wall or something in this room. But uh, I'm really like in like I'll be you know a cell block. <laughs> it'll be better. It'll be better. It, we're still learning how to do this. All right, so um, I wanted to get into three things to start with. Um, okay. Okay, so when does this first talk about, you know, last night Mark Giordano is hurt. Um, and that injury, 
is a is a major is a major play injury um, because Calgary is a team that does see themselves as having a win. Giordano is incredibly important to that team. You know, he's their now, best have defenseman. We, have we had an update in the uh, the extent of the injury yet? No, and they and that, but the crazy and it's one of those injuries they say you know today or tomorrow we'll have an update on. Okay. That's, Whenever I see that, I kind of get good. You know? That's never good because that's what happened with Morgan Riley. Oh, that means they're getting a second opinion and they want to slow it down. Yeah, and that you know usually means oh, some kind of cat scan, on. MRI type things involved. There's something else that's going on that they have to you know. I mean, you can get those results quickly, but you know they would like you say second opinions in order. Well, I mean, we should explain to the fans that most teams get a first look at it right at the right at the arena. Yeah, they do. And then we don't necessarily have you know MRI machines. No, no, no. But but they have a pretty good idea. They do have some imaging equipment. They do have things there. They have an idea at the arena what's going on just from the team doctor. And then they always want to you know send it to the next guy to the next specialist. And so with this one, if they just didn't say you know what, it's not that big a deal, right? It seems like it's going to be something. It seems like it's going to be a big deal, and and you know the talk is already out there that. Uh, well, Eric Eric for Eric Francis uh, posted a, less than an hour ago that um, on the ice one of the Sharks players heard Giordano say it was his hamstring. So, yeah, and that's kind of what it looked like because it was the, that kind of injury, you know that you know it's a weird injury. Like he just, you know, he hits like a divot in the ice or something like that. It doesn't you like, you your know, hamstring, like it rolls up on you. That's a long injury. Yeah. It's a long injury. And that, you know, and I could, I could already tell by the way, the flames names were coming up in rumors today that there is already something up. Like they, they already have a sense that this is going to be a long time. And in the best case scenario, it's not, but they're already looking around. And I think that you're going to see that, you know, now the, they're going to become a player in this Brendan Dillon sweepstakes, for example, and things like that, where they really feel like they have to. Well, the po- the positive here is you've got two months until the playoffs. Um, yeah, you got you got plenty of time, but you, you have, have to make the playoffs if you're Calgary, and that's the issue, right? So, right, yeah. right, because because the, the the Pacific Division is so is so packed. Yeah. And, and if this is a serious injury, you can put Giordano on long term injury and use his cap space to go get a replacement like a Dylan. Yeah, and oh. I think Dylan Dylan's a good fit for them. He's he's pretty much you know now they don't. They, they don't need that right now, Act, because they traded for a league, so they have a little over four million dollars in cap space already. Dylan, yeah, well, they were they were trying to do more than this. So this this Dylan's like a replacement of Giordano. They were already trying to make another move. So this right. they they have to make they're going to have to make two moves. Um, we'll find out more about that for sure I mean, soon. Just for the Canadians out there, if the season ended today, there'd only be three Canadian teams in the playoffs. I know it'd all be in Western Canada too, right? Yep, Toronto's not one of them, folks. Well, I know, but the Western, well, you know, the Western Western Canada is rocking right now. You know, as far as you know, the the Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver thing right now. Um, yeah. Well, so- Pierre Pierre LeBrun made a made a good point. Um, he said, with the injury to Dougie Hamilton in Carolina, and now the injury to Giordano, if it's a serious injury, that probably takes those two teams into the rental market. And we, you know, they were of course they were talking about Toronto. If Toronto is looking for something long term, a guy who's un- under contract, it's going to make it more costly for them to make a deal for somebody like a Dumba or a Manson or whoever yeah. else is out there because the prices have gone up because the demand has gone up, gone up. Yeah, and that's that's, and you know, in, in Minnesota being, and everyone's like saying, you know, Dumba, and I, I'm not, I don't buy it. I'm not hearing that moving Dumba. I don't think they're, and I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I know, you know, people are saying Minnesota's twelfth. 
you know, and they are twelfth in the in the conference. But and there, but there's certain players. I don't think that Bill Guerin's going to move. You know, like I and I think he's not. I don't think they are going to be panicky. I don't. I don't get the sense of the Wilder panicky. Like, it, and I no, they're not. They're not panicky. But it depends. It depends on what they get back. And this, well, is if they, yeah, if, if someone blows you away for sure. But then you know, if you're blowing somebody away, then you're giving up something significant. And the teams that we're talking about. Are that if you know if this if, if you think your last piece is done, but you're not trading away something significant because something significant is part of your other pieces that you're going to need. So now I, I haven't watched as much Minnesota games as as I should, but from what I hear, Dumba has not played is not played well this year, and he's signed for I think three at least three more years at six six million dollars. Yeah, I, I get the impression that Boudreaux and he have never really quite worked. Yeah, um, but Boudreaux may not be there next right, year, and that's and that's what might stop. That's a, that's a big. That's a big possibility when when we talked to kevin when we talked to kevin uh yesterday he basically said you know well when i said well boudreaux may be gone he says well you're gonna you're gonna make the move on the coach before you make the move on a player like dumba who's 25 years old who has a lot of talent yeah he's got a ton of skill and a ton of defense you know he's a defensive skilled guy too which is you know that's physical here's the problem and i brought this up yesterday but i didn't bring it up to you if you're a fan you basically gave away alex tuck you gave away Eric right. to not take Dumba in the expansion draft. So they right. didn't take right. Dumba in the expansion Remember that? draft. Yeah, you're right. There, there was a lot. I mean, they really and so it. now they're going to end up trading Dumba. Yeah, I don't see it. And if you're a fan, you're like, what is my organization doing? Yeah. I mean, granted, you're looking at different GMs. But, I know, but. But still, I just don't see it. I mean, you're looking at three different GMs. They, they've had so many. They've had so many changes there in such a short period of time. You know, three GMs, basically. Yeah. The Dumba situation is three GMs old now. So this is like. Right, right. This is, this is, you know, this is really playing out. And um, to, the, to, to the point here of teams like needing to make playoffs and the bubble teams making the playoffs, you know, of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs came up um, yeah. today in my calls because of the injury last night um, to, to, to Freddie Anderson. Uh, I'm on and, you know, it doesn't seem like it's serious, but, you know, well, it, I, I, believe me, it's, it, and it shouldn't take this. Like, we, this is like this because we've had so many times. Like, how – are, you know, oh, are they accepting? Oh, my phone's not, my phone's I have, I, I have a theory um, on this. Act. Yeah, well, I'll get to it. And I think that, I mean, are we like, you know, it shouldn't take, we shouldn't have gotten to the point now where, you know, if Frederick Anderson is a potentially injured that, you know, that we are like, oh my gosh, that's, if he gets hurt, we're screwed because they've known that forever. So the idea here is that, you know, um, and now suddenly Georgiev's name is being thrown around with them at all, all the time. Oh, and I don't see that happening, but. Oh, but go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Give me your no. This, this is the thing, and and again, this is just a theory. Um, Anderson has had a, had a history of concussions. Um, they they passed them through protocol, so they say it's not a concussion; it's a neck injury. And as we know, <laughs> concussions can be misdiagnosed as neck yeah, injury. I don't. Four, it's happened again. And, this and if you're if you're a team and you tell other teams that your goalie has a concussion, you're stupid. Put bingo. It that way. Bingo, and I think that's that's what that's what you're looking at here. It's like, yeah. okay, they can plausibly say it's a neck injury, and one of the things that <laughs> if it's a concussion, he's out for seven days minimum because yeah. they has to they have to put him in you know the con- concussion not protocol, but the concussion uh, rest period that they they've right. determined. So by saying neck, they can put him day to day. If you get hit hard enough that hurts your neck, 
and you've got concussion histories, right? You've got a concussion. Let's just throw right. it out there. Like you're not and just gonna be like, "Wow, my neck saved my concussion from happening." That's and not- the funny thing is, the dis- there's a dispute here on what play he actually got hurt on. He the about three minutes left in the first period, he got brushed by by Mark Pizik, the the defenseman who scored a hat trick, yeah. um, and it sort of just bumped into his head. And then the collision with Vetrano happened like a minute afterward, right. and they're saying the the issue was. He was stunned by the Pizik incident and not by the Vitrano. Right. This, this goes back to if you have a concussion in, in history, Ooh. something innocuous and then something quickly after that right. will magnify anything, yeah. anything. And anything. it's like, and it's just a matter of your brain getting jostled around, you know. So it's not like we're not talking about, you know, it doesn't have to be a direct hit. It can be like a sudden stop. It can be anything. But this and is this is what this is why this is the worst worst case scenario for Toronto. It's because Anderson when it's unsure of how long this is going to be, it could be a couple days. It could be a week. It could be a month. It could be two months. We don't know if it's concussion or neck. If that's the case, they're up against the cap. They can't go out and get a goaltender because they don't have the cap space. They can put them on IR, but no, they can, if they make, if they trade a player, I mean, the, the reality here is, you know, and the guy and the guy that everybody's talking about trading right now is, is Cody CC because Cody CC, has been terrible at times for them. You're not going to save your season. In, in the wrong spot. I do want to bring this up. On the midday show, Steve Valiquette was on, who does radio. Yeah, and so he said something that I've been bringing up for the last couple of days, brought it up on Twitter. I got attacked on Twitter, of course. But there's still a very good chance the Rangers go through this season with the three goalies. Sure. The next season with the three goalies, because they know yeah. it won quiz last year. Yeah. And let him ride it out into the sunset. And they get a two-year guy with some NHL experience to be in Hartford, so that could be their guy for for Seattle. And then they roll with the two the two Russian goalies. It is entirely possible because their price is so high. I don't think the Leafs can pay it. No, I I, I don't I, I don't think if the Rangers want the most value to get for Georgiev, they can make that deal before the deadline because there's no team out there that's going to give him what he is worth on the market. Now, Steve asks, the Leafs need to lock Freddie up. This is after the season because he's got another year left at $5 bucks. So we've all been wary of his play lately, injury now. He's still the best best option at the end of the day. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Yeah, I'm not sure he's the best option anymore. I'm, no, I mean, did, did you watch the All-Star game, guys? I mean, did you watch the All-Star, the All-Star, all the young goalies that were in that day? I mean, we are looking at it like a golden age of goalies right now that's yeah. coming through young goalies that are really solid. There's plenty of guys out there and I would lock him up as like a backup. I would put him in there as like, say, okay, like well, he's, not, he's never going to be inexpensive enough to be a backup. Well, he could be. No, he could be because I mean, he, you know, who's going to sign Freddie Anderson is let's, 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 let's go about this. Like he doesn't have any success this year or goes in the playoffs and doesn't succeed again. Um, who's going to give him a big time deal two years from now to be a starter. All right. Well, he flops in the playoffs again. I'm on your side for that. Yeah, but and if they don't make the playoffs, then that there won't be it's even worse. And I mean, but we're talking about two years from now right. as a starter. Like that, I, I think, think I, I think that that's that's really unlikely. I mean, well, with all the goalies that are in the league right now, with all the possibilities that you have out there, you're gonna have other options. Let Let's say this: I don't think there's gonna even if he even if he drops off slightly. I don't think he's going to be a, a, a goaltender who's going to be making two million bucks. He's probably going to be in that that four million dollar range for two or three years. He's not a backup; he's a starter. But Dubis Dubis has to think long term, and he does that long term. I'm telling you right now, with the goaltending situation in Pittsburgh, if they had to decide between Jari and Matt Murray, 
they may choose Jari because Jari will be cheaper. I still think it's unlikely, though. Yeah, I think it's unlikely. Like, it's, it's Murray still went two Stanley Cups for them. He's still I young. agree. I agree. But, uh, here's the other thing. I think they'll keep both of them. I, I think we're looking at an era where the teams are going to yeah, but then they more attention to having two goalies. I mean, I'll, I'll say this today. Today, I would not sign Frederick Anderson again at all. I'm done with him. Only because I do worry about the concussions, and he hasn't yeah. been stopped. He hasn't been an A1 starter enough for me to sign again. So hold on. So I'm not going to sign him. The next guy I bring in, I'm signing to a two-year deal, and I'm going to sign him to be the starter for the first year, and then we'll see what my young goalies in my system can do the yeah. second year, and, and that's what I'm doing. I'm not signing a long-term goalie again because I have goalies in the system. I, Why I, am I doing that? I think their young goalies are at least three years away right now because, you know, Wall. Well, that's fine. you got this year. they're good young goalies? Like, who are we talking about? Joseph Wall played for the uh, Team USA in the World Junior uh, right. in 17 and 18. Uh, Ian Scott, who was on mm -hmm. Team Canada World Junior, who was a uh, who was go CHL Goalie of the Year. He had an injury, so he's out for the rest of the year. But they have prospects. In the organization, the problem is they don't have anybody who can be a number two. Well, think about it. Anderson's got one more year, and I'm signing a guy for two years, so I'm bridging the gap there. I yeah, am. your number twos, your number twos in this day and age NHL should be guys like Freddie Anderson. To be honest, they should be guys. They should be like Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller is a perfect example of what Miller has done. That that to me, if, if I'm if, if I'm a coach, but that's what we can't. Yeah, we but at the NHL, the model right now is is like say Washington. They're paying Holpe all the money. They have a young goalie, right. Samsonov. Then yeah. when they have to pay Samsonov the money, Holpe's going someplace else. These teams right. don't want to pay nine million dollars in goaltenders. No. Holpe's going someplace else if there's someplace else for Holpe to go. Though remember that that there is a in, we are looking at a serious supply demand problem with goalies in that we're going to have a lot of them. Yeah, I know, I know, and, and, and I'm not saying we're there yet, but I think that you know, looking when you look at prospects, there's a lot of good prospect goalies out there right now. I, I think there are, I think there are a lot of teams that are going to be okay, looking. But as an example, Calgary, if they have a problem again this year, yeah. they will go and get one of those goals. Now, now, Riddich has played well. I'm, t I'm telling you right now, Edmonton. San Jose, Edmonton, definitely. New Jersey. There's three teams. That's right off the top of my head. I think Hask I think Haskins is their goalie in Edmonton. I don't see. Oh that. my god! <laughs> right? Not. I think he is. Why wouldn't well, he? He's their goalie right he's now. Terrible. He's inconsistent. He's that not terrible, Mike. Okay. I, I believe he's terrible. Have you seen his numbers? I mean, his numbers aren't like. Well, I mean, am I wrong, Russ? Am I? You're gonna lie to Russ? Look it up. Don't I'm tell me he's not terrible. Know. I don't think he's terrible. Okay. Edmonton's not a good defensive team. I think that you're looking. Well, at. They, one thing. One thing about Edmonton and and defense. I I found this very curious yesterday um Pierre Lebrun reported that the the after the Cassian deal that Ed, that uh, Edmonton signed they're now working on Darnell Nurse on an extension yep. Darnell Nurse according to according to Lebrun and I, do, I have no reason to doubt him because his his sources are always great that Darnell Nurse wants to stay in Edmonton but uh, because of their cap situation, they can only sign him, probably would like to sign him to a two-year deal, which is walking him to unrestricted free agency. I'm telling you right now, Edmonton fans, you signed Darnell Nurse to a two-year deal, he's gone. He's not I, staying. I will tell you this for, for Koskinen. He, at a 913, he's slightly above average for that. He is decent on his GAA. He's not good. Um shorthanded he's at an 857 so i i think he's nhl average and maybe you can make the argument he's slightly above average that's what i think he is 
All right. Terrible. <laughs> we'll no, see. he's not terrible. <laughs> just kidding. He's not terrible. And I'm he's just young, kidding. I'm and just kidding. He's not young. He's 31. All right. He's not young. Remember, the Islanders drafted him in the second I know, round. He's not young. He's not terrible. He is signed. All right. Let's, let's, I mean, okay. So, my, the he's other not thing, young, he's not terrible. He could be any of us on the show, really. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> the other day, the other day when both Edmonton and the Calgary goalies got thrown out for fighting, I, you know, I was like, man, I wish I was in the press box right there. And I would go up and say, I can be your other goalie that you need in there. <laughs> I'm waiting for that moment, Russ. That moment's going to happen. I know it. You have to get on the list for that, though, ahead of time. I've, I've tried. I've tried to get on the list, and um, I don't know who keeps the list because no, no one lets me anywhere near it. So <laughs> You're capable. Oh, I'm not, Russ. But I think I, I'm capable no, of sitting on the bench. Nobody's going to use. You're capable. Move on. Oh, he froze. Oh, no. I froze. <laughs> That's a hell of a moment to freeze on. I know. Okay, so <laughs> anonymous go, anonymous hockey blogger, backup NHL goalie. I mean, who's not going to jump all over that story? I'll be on sixty minutes for crying out loud. There you go. I'm all for that. Anyway, we'll see. I took off my shirt for the women out there who didn't like it. Um, okay, so Darnell Nurse, Mike. Let's talk about Darnell Nurse because I was breaking in and out where you were giving on going about how he hates Edmonton. Um, he does not hate Edmonton. I did not say. I just said he loves Edmonton. That's he loves Edmonton, that's and there is a good. And what, what LeBron was saying, or McKenzie, or anybody who I was who should talk about Darnell Nurse, is the fact that you know Edmonton's going to have a lot of money three years from now, right? In cap, but they don't now, right? So right. if they do a two-year deal with him. They can do the one year now that he that he takes a slight discount, and then they can re-sign him during the second year yeah. to, to big money following that. There's only one problem with that theory. If Darnell Nurse continues to have years that he's had in the, over the last few years in Edmonton where he's scoring more, he's a physical force, he's a well-rounded defenseman, they will not be able to afford his price. I don't and, think so. I think they're going to I'm going to go going up and you're going to you're going to have money off the bid. And what is he going to be? He's not going to be a he's not going to be a ten million dollar defenseman. No, 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 he, he could be seven and a half to eight. Mm, he could he be, be seven. even. It's more like probably more like six tops. Six, yeah, six, six and a half, seven. Maybe seven, but he, but seven three years three well, years from now seven is not a big deal. three years from now, there is no way. He is going to accept a bridge deal. I'm telling you, he is going to want to get paid. He right. is, he is their best defenseman. Right, and that and see that and that's the problem. No, you get like, him, like, you get like, like, like X said, they two the next two years they've got money tied up. Yeah, they're stuck they, the next two years. And they, if he wants to get paid, or if he wants to stay in Edmonton, where he can be the guy, you know. And Darnell Nurse, from all, all I've heard, as a, you know, wants to be the guy on defense. Like he wants to be the top power play guy, the to guy. Me, to me, to me, this is the thing. He's a restricted free agent arbitration eligible this summer. To me, it's either one of two things. He either gets traded or he signs a long-term deal. The, what's being leaked out here is the bridge deal. No one in their right mind is taking it unless, unless he says, okay, I'll take less, but I'm going to go UFA. And if you're going UFA, you're going to test the market. You're not going to say, right. oh, I lose UFA, they've lost them. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I, they I go to him and say – I don't care how much he loves no, Edmonton. No, 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 no. John Tavares loves Long Island. He's going to talk to him and say, listen, I mean, maybe, you're, maybe he is going to get eight. Say, say, say they promise him $8 million three years from now. All right. And they say, listen, here's the deal. We need you to take six for the next two years, and we'll give you eight after that. And if he blows out his knee, where's that promise going to take him? Well, of course. Right. But, you know, 
No, wait, no, hold on. That's what his uncle is going to tell him, too, who always bleeded a franchise for money, too. Donovan McNabb. He is going to ask him that. That's that's not a good sign. Um, no, but think about it. But I didn't know the connection. You're right about that. Donovan McNabb, you know, lived, like, right behind me for yeah. eight years, and I didn't know it. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, he had, this, he had this giant mansion, and uh, right. there was always this house when we drove through. Like, I was in a townhouse, okay? And when we drove through our, our, our neighborhood, coming up Bluebell Penland Drive. Oh, yeah. Big well, gate. don't get your location, Eck. Oh, uh, no, I'm not there anymore. So, oh. but there's there a big gate. There was a big gate that opened up, right? And or next to us. And I thought it was just like, I don't know. I thought it was some kind of like Area 57 for Merck. You know, like we have all the drug drug people out by us. So I thought it was like some kind of, you know, where they were they were making Sudafed. Well, um, and and I, and I didn't realize until like I see a special on the news, like they show like Don McNabb's house is up for sale. And they're like, and here's an aerial view of it. And I see my backyard from the aerial view of his house. Russ, Russ, I should have known that Donovan McNabb was in the area because as he drove out of his driveway, he threw an interception. <laughs> or, he yeah, saw, right. or, he, or, he, or he found the trail of vomit. Here's Every time he gave me a wrong, wrong sandwich, no, I laughed and laughed and laughed. Um, Eck, all right, no, so, look at that. I just looked at something. Yeah. Murphy is making 3.2 already. He's not going to accept anything less than like five on a bridge deal. Right. And I don't believe he's going to accept a bridge deal because he's their best defenseman. Well, he is stuck that he has to do something over the next two years. Okay, he can't go he can anywhere. Hold out. That's uh, what for what? Like he knows, like you know. Well, he's looking for eight million dollars. If they don't want to negotiate a long-term okay. contract, right. he could hold out. And or, then or Russ, he goes to arbitration. He and I believe it's up to the player to ask for a one-year or a two-year. He goes to arbitration, coming off the last two years that he's put up, and he gets probably four and a half to five million bucks on a two-year deal. And then he holds Edmonton's feet to the fire, and he says, "Okay, I believe I'm one of the best defensemen in this league. Pay me or or screw off." That's what he's going to say, and that's and that's what any player should do. They're out for what they can get. If he ends up in that thirty-five to forty-point range again. He is not accepting like $4 million a year on a bridge deal. No, no, no. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Uh, someone says in the chat room that, that McNabb's house was half the size of mine. No, no, no. <laughs> McNabb's, no McNabb's guest room, guest house was six times the size of my, of my okay. townhouse. I'll throw that in there. Um, but anyway, Mike was in that townhouse. That that was like, yeah. Yes, I remember. It was not, it was not monster. You were there too, Russ, I think, actually. You were in the townhouse. Townhouse? I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't remember your house. Yeah, there was no room with all the video games. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, so let's um, all right, so let let's get back to so Frank Saravelli made an interesting point. Um, yes, Mike quoted him the, yesterday. No, Frank Saravelli's been quoted twice on this show in two days. Begrudgingly, trust me. I, I'm not begrudgingly no, quoting I, him. But maybe is this is this Ryan Miller, Mike? I no, I, I said I said I have to I have to. Correct. What did you quote? What did you What did you say by Cervelli? No, I didn't wreck that rental car. Is that the quote? <laughs> I said I have to credit Frank Cervelli because he's the one who reported about the Dustin Bufflin mutual termination. Right, but he said he has to. He but wouldn't yes, because out. he's the one who reported it. No, no, no. If it no, was you're now, you wouldn't say I have to. I have all the. You wouldn't have said it like that. I have all the respect in the world for our our PHWA president. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so no, I, <laughs> I just got that, Mike. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, no. So Frank is never, I've never, one thing Frank doesn't do is he doesn't, he doesn't uh, take stuff from me or plagiarize from me, like 
until it's months later. So um, <laughs> what he said today was that Ryan Miller to the Leafs um, was something that made sense to him. Well, okay, no, and I know- no, let's, 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 let's go back, we can we can remember that it was back in October. Yes, that I, I first remember that. And I put it on here and we got chastised up, upside we, down. I, I might stop that. You did, you did, and and let me let me because because yes. I know we're fr Frank, uh, uh, Ray Ferraro on um, the Overdrive show on TSN on uh, on actually yesterday I believe mentioned Ryan Miller clicks all the all the boxes for the Leafs. Yeah, it sounds like he's in the Bachelor in Paradise when they say that. Yeah, sure. you know, salary one point one one point two million uh, UFA at the end of the year. A former starter, quality goaltender, all you know, everything. Good for talking. There's, there's, there's only <laughs> one. There's a. There's only one problem. Severe OCD. Continue. Mm -hmm. There's only one problem. <laughs> he's a, he's got a modified no trade clause, and he's got a he and he can offer a six team trade list. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, he's not including an Eastern yeah. team. No, and this is this is why this is why I'm gonna I'm gonna unless it's just hard hard to as much as I disagreed on the Mike Babcock thing, Mike here with this one, because here's the thing about Ryan Miller. I covered him quite a bit um, in Buffalo and with Team USA. Yeah, and yes, Ryan Miller definitely wanted to live in California with his lovely wife, and who wouldn't? But he also is an, has an unbelievable desire to win something. All right, he wants if he if he has a chance to, if he sees Toronto. As if, if I go to Toronto, I can yeah. help that team win a Stanley Cup, which he can. Like I think he legitimately could go there and be the driving force behind that. Well, that, he, that's, will, he will do. He will do it. He will do that, it. That's where the that's where the roads diverge. And I'm you know I've covered the Leafs for ten years for for Hockey Buzz, and I'm telling you right now, the difference between winning and not winning a Stanley Cup is not Ryan Miller. This team is too flawed. This is when a producer of the show should put the boxes with Eck next to Mike right now because there's a battle going on here. I'm not even involved. I'm out of yeah, this, this team. Get out of the way, Russ. This move is, over. Move, move, move. Uh, I can never do this much. Wait, this whole well, thing. I can, hold on. Just for a second, Russ. Russ is gone. Thanks. I'll, bring, I'll bring Russ back in a second. The, Good thing I'm wearing pants. Continue. <laughs> this team currently is too flawed. Now, Ryan Miller, does he help him get into the playoffs? Sure. He does, you know, because he'll provide quality starts where Michael Hutchinson can't. The problem yeah. is, is that it's going to go back to Freddie Anderson as the starter. Miller is what thirty-nine years old. He's not going to displace Anderson as your number one. And defensively, they're still not good enough. So they will not. I mean, they may make a trade for uh, for a goalie like Miller, but it's not. It'll get them in the playoffs. It's not going to get them the Stanley Cup. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I, listen, I, I mean, you, you, first of all, you can't say that. You don't know that. Well, I'm, not, um, I'm not Nostradamus. At, I know, but we're looking at like, if you get in the playoffs, I, I think Toronto has enough offense that they get hot. They have enough power that they could be a factor in the playoffs. Sim okay. let's, not, let's not let's not write Toronto off in the playoffs completely. No, I'm not. They I'm not. I'm not any, and they've got a chance at winning anything. Anything and, is possible. But I'm just saying. No, and it's a much better. I mean. You're, otherwise, you're just, oh God, we have to go down this discussion again. If you don't bring a guy like Miller in who can actually win you, win if you need to, like who can actually take you to us, who actually has experience in the playoffs, yeah. then we're then you're just literally set throwing your hopes in Anderson and, you know, the well, brain. Mike, what thing, hold on. If, if, if Mike were covering the Rangers back in the 1920s and Lester Patrick came in off the bench 
he would have been like, the series is over. There's no possible way they could win the Stanley Cup with Lester Patrick. He was coaching, and they won the Stanley Cup. So, you, I mean, if they got Ryan Miller. Yes. Right. I mean, there's two goalies out there, and Miller is having a good season. Who's like, I even thought that Jonathan, cup run? Jonathan White doesn't make sense contract-wise. We one, know exa- one example in 75 years. So if Glenn Hanlon jumps off the Capitals bench when he was head coach and steps between the pipes – I mean, come on. I mean, just. I, I don't know. Michael Leonard, I mean, Michael Leonard and Brian Boucher, the Flyers within two Rob games of winning a Stanley Cup. I, I think it is possible that if Ryan Miller went to a team and Anderson had an injury, he could win the job and take him on a run. This, I think that's, that's possible. I think this is that, the that's what they, that is. There aren't that many goalies out there that could do that. There right. aren't that, that you could get that could do that. Miller, think, Miller could, Quick could, but like I said, Quick is not, money wise, doesn't make sense, right? But Miller. I think could. this is the overall point. Maybe Miller waves. His no trade to go yeah. to a team that he thinks he would, no question. that he thinks could win the Stanley Cup. The question is, does he think Toronto can win the Stanley yes. Cup? I yes. don't you have, I don't think Toronto can anybody in their right mind has to think that Toronto could win the Stanley Cup. They are in that realm of, you know, we the NHL that we live in now, like that's all the St. Louis Blues win the Stanley Cup last year. You know, and and, and that oh. that NHL is you 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 look at certain key points that they have with the Besides the civilian goaltending, obviously that being that Miller helps that part of it. It's not a chance. Heck, if that was the only problem, I would be more inclined to agree with you. But that's not the on top of the backup goal. There's always other problems, Mike. Yeah, there's always other the, problems with every every team. Always has other problems. No, but, but, the bottom line is the goalie is something that you can actually control. With, it's a huge issue to control. Like and it, it changes everything. Like a good goalie can make the defense better. Confidence can make the forwards better. But with, All this stuff, no, the goalie can but, change so much about a team. No, but with Toronto, it's been a, perva- a pervasive problem for multiple years. Their defense, team defense, forwards buying in, the blue really? line sucks. And they, can, they have not been able to upgrade, even if they changed people like Muzzin. They've added Barry. Their defense has been flawed for years. Yeah, there were things oh, look, I mean, I Like I said, like I have a friend in St. Louis who last year – I got two. I barely ever text somebody. He's a good. He's not a good friend, I guess. So I barely ever text him. But I'm still a good guy. We talk to him once in a while. I had two texts from him last year. One was like, I can't believe my Blues finally won the Stanley Cup. And the one before that was in February, telling me, please tell me somebody will take Peter Angelo off our hands. So those are the two. Like those are the two texts I got. So that tells you how things can no, change. Mike told, Mike told his friends in his neighborhood when the Islanders got Butch Goring, there was no way he was going to be the difference in winning. He oh, did. Shut up. You just you yeah, pointed that's I was, a great that's I was a question. Years old, Russ. And that's what you told the kids. You just yeah. never know. Okay, that's the bottom line. Well, right. I'm busy playing street hockey. No, moving <laughs> on. Moving on. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about this again. Oh, I think. Um, okay. Nolan Patrick practicing with the Flyers today. Right. Um I saw some of your some of your like tweets that you were retweeting us online so they yeah. got tell that your opinion is what what are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, I live with someone who has migraines for years. Yeah. Yeah, I know how unpredictable they can be, and I'm sure they have better doctors than I do. But it's hard. It's hard with the medication. You never know with the light. You never know with activity. You never know with just diet. You never know what's going to cause it. Right? A piece of chocolate could cause it. So my thinking was, when everybody sees my practice, all I wanted to say, and I wasn't jumping on anybody because I thought Tony wrote all the right stuff. My what I was basically trying to say is, he's going to have to practice for three or four games in a row, practices just to see if he could handle that, to see yeah. what happens with his head. And then maybe they'll send him to the AHL. But I also want to say that it doesn't matter whether it's AHL minutes or NHL minutes because a migraine's a migraine. Playing 20 minutes in either league is not going to matter. It's just 
that's very it's very disconcerting in a way that they're practicing baby steps and you have to go baby steps, baby steps and i know you got to practice them you got to do this you got to get there and there but it, in a way I'd, I'd i'd much rather see him practicing with the with the phantoms or something i'd much rather just see him maybe they're just maybe they psychologically pressure pressure would cause it yeah yeah I, I think the psychological aspect of this is is huge i mean nolan patrick has to get nolan, getting nolan patrick on the ice is good for him like there's no question about that you want to you know migraines could come back but you also have to like psychologically deal with a guy right um and just even skating in a practice can probably do can do wonders you know what the other part of this is yeah he he's still an rfa but his contract's up and right. If they believe there's going to be problems going forward, they may be out on Nolan Patrick and they might deal him. Like, that's the reality here. It's almost impossible to do that, though, right now. No, it's not. There'll be a team that will want him. With, with this, with it, with, with, for a guy who didn't play all year? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Look, I'll trade you Nolan Patrick and we'll get, and you give me a conditional third round pick. And, and basically, it, it goes to a third if he plays X amount of games. It's like a six. That's insane. That's insane. The Flyers, I mean, the Flyers, that, that's just, that's, that's, there's, there's enough chance, there's enough possibility here that he could play again. It goes up to a first if he, if he plays really well. Right. If it's the first round draft pick, yeah, okay, that's one thing. But, but a team is not going to take that risk, act because he could, he could play three games. I know, I know. And, and I think and, that, and never play again. That's why I think it's the case where you're not going to trade him. You're, they're, the, the, the best chance you have is it's, he might be okay. Like, it's, it's, it's he, like he, might, he might be okay. He might be able to do this. And if he can do this, you're in. You're in. It's, like the, it's like the Sabres trading Pat LaFontaine back in the 90s. You know, you didn't know how much you were going to get out of him. So they, I believe the pick was conditional. Um, and, you know, he played for a little bit for the Rangers, but, you know, he still had the, he was not the same player he was before the injury. You have to protect yourself. I mean, if Nolan Patrick is a great player again, then the Flyers deserve to get something in return like a first-round pick. Now, he was a second pick overall, so they're still not getting what they thought they were getting, but at least they get something right. and can move right. on. But if they, right. you know, if he's damaged goods, a well, team I mean, that- there is a chance. I would say there's a small chance they would just walk away from the RFA situation of it and just say, we don't want the risk. I think not, that I, I, don't think, I don't think it's worth the risk. I, th- I think I think what they'll do is they're gonna not qualify him, Russ. No, they'll well, qualify. Yeah, I mean, if they can't trade him, they, there is a chance they would not qualify him because they're close to the cap team. And again, this even though it's only nine hundred twenty-five thousand and he is on LTIR, this could still cause cap problems for them because he's going to make more than nine twenty-five. Yeah, you got to qualify him because that, that's a risk that you can you take. Don't have to. Act. There's been other players. The teams have walked away from. Yeah, but not like second overall picks four years in. Who's still about where he's picked? The point is, he still has a high upside with this. That's why you try and trade him first. I think you could qualify him and get him to sign a one year deal at like a million five. And then if it doesn't work, then you can bury him in the minors. You know, insurance pays for, you know, if he's hurt anyway. So you can figure that out. No, the question, I guess, is. Yeah, I don't know how that works sometimes. Like uh, the insurance 75%. thing. Like, what was that? 80%. It's 75% for a, when it's insurance. It's never 100. But, um, but if you're an insurance company, how are you insuring a contract on a player like this? Like that's the thing. Like I don't Well, I mean, the premium is going to be high. Yeah, it's going to be like as much as it is just to pay him probably. No, but it'll be high. Here's an example though, Mike. So you say, well, yeah, we're qualifying for a million and a half. They have $66,000 cap space today. Yeah, but that's not for next year. That's not for next year. No, no. They couldn't even afford a hockey buzz right here. activated 
They have to make a yeah, they, they have to drop somebody to the minors. Sure. Maybe two players if he gets activated. Send Aubie Cabell down. I mean, right. Well, that's who will go down, but that's not enough to cover the nut. Right. I mean, you know, yeah, you have to move things around, but I mean, there are players, you know, send Connor Bunneman down. Right. But Bunneman makes 736 that you have to send a second player. Yeah. 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 I have well, a couple little things I want to get to before we get out of here, too. Um, go ahead, well, Mike. Can, can I just, can I just, because it involves Philadelphia? Um, uh, Elliot Friedman just put out his 31 thoughts, um, talked about Toffoli, said that uh, McClell Todd McClellan wanted Toffoli extended. Uh, that's not going to happen. He's likely going to be dealt. Boston and Calgary are the two are the ones that have been reported. He also says he thinks Philadelphia would be considering the idea of trading for Toffoli as well. I mean, it's I only going to be Gossespierre. How else are they going to do it? Yeah, I also I heard I heard Mike Hoffman for Gene Gossespierre today. Um, There's no way Florida does that. Well, they, it was reported that that they're that they're they're they asked him for the no trade list and they're considering it because they have so much offense and oh, they're move them people down there i mean they're, they're, they're that's what they are saying mike you're right they, i heard that too but it's beyond that i think in terms of the fact that if they can get if they could get a gossipier who is signed you know this is a risky thing for them i mean the flyers are picking up on you know a, a ufa here yeah but dale talon has said he wants he wants to he wants to acquire a veteran defenseman who can play with Ekblad, meaning somebody who would be a stabilizing force that's not Gostaspear. Gostaspear no, Gostaspear gives you the ability to move somebody else in with Ekblad. You know, like he, he opens up another spot because he could take another shot for you. I mean, I think that there's, you know, and not the fact. I mean, Gostaspear is obviously from there, and like we talked about before, that's not like a big deal. No, but the the reality is there's also other people down there. There's a lot of flyers impact in in the Florida Panthers organization. The people who were here before. Um, who really liked Gassespierre? I could see this happening. I really could. I could see. I could see them. I could see them making that move. The question is, the you only, know, for Toffoli, the only move is Gassespierre for him because they're almost the identical salaries. Unless, right, uh, unless LA they, retains. Yeah. Toffoli would be. A, I think Hoffman's a better fit for the Flyers, but he's but a better player. Player. I can't look. I can't trade Shane Gassespierre with three more years for a rental. For rental. That's dumb. Well, no, it, you have to. You'd have to. You'd have to know flat out, you know, and you'd have to have some kind of condition. Mike Hoffman is going UFA. He is yeah. not going to give the Flyers any extension or you know, or you'd have to get like if he doesn't sign there, you get like a second round draft pick or something like that. You'd have to add something to it, you know. So it would be it would end up being gossip beer for Hoffman this year in a second, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm not saying that it's possible. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's probable, I should say. But I no, saying. no, I see what you're saying. I mean, that'll be in there in case they were to negotiate. But as an example, yeah. Hoffman's been making 5.1. He's been underpaid all these years. Yeah. He's not going to give a team a break like that and say, oh, yeah, I'll sign with you and not go free agent. Come Especially on. coming off another really good year. He's no, not he's not. You're right. I mean, and the Flyers don't have a whole lot of space to work with. So it's a year, and even next year, they don't have a ton of space. If Patrick comes back. They have even less space. Hoffman, Patrick, yeah, it, it, a lot of this would probably hinge on Patrick too. This probably would be tied in with Patrick. Hoffman is a six, six and a half to seven million dollar winger for five to six years. Yeah, 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 and definitely, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where he wants to play. He'll have his, he'll, he'll have his choice. I mean, I know the Islanders are interested. There's, there's plenty of teams interested in him as well. Um, Kreider, quickly, quick update on Kreider. Um, Top three teams right now that I have on him are Pittsburgh, Dallas, and Chicago. Um, 
Um, Pittsburgh, they have the cap space. I don't know if they have the assets that the Rangers would want, unless they want to give up a first and Addison or somebody like that. I mean, yeah, it would be. It would have to be something like that. Yeah, um, Chicago. I don't see it because they're, you know, they're, I mean, then they did lose yesterday. So they're, you know, I mean, they're still in the race. They're still, I think, five points behind the mm -hmm. wild card. Yeah. And they got um, some they, Yeah. The, the cap space wouldn't be a problem because they have $11 million on LTIR. But again, do they want to give up? I mean, Russ, what, what, if you're the Rangers, what do you want from the Blackhawks? You want a first round pick, which could be high. Yeah, I'll take their first round because it could be high. And, you know, you're not giving up Boquist. You're not giving up Kirby Dotch. No, I, I might take um, Chad Chris. Let me see how he's doing this year. Yeah, that's that's a similar that's a similar deal to Brendan Lemieux and a first for for, for Kevin Hayes. Right. Yeah. Chad right. Chris. I think Hoffman is similar. I mean, Hoffman's a better player than Kevin Hayes, I think. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Hoffman's getting a first round pick. Yeah, they're similar type of players. Yeah, I may I may have to get more than Chris. Um, I'll look. I think, I think Kreider's Kreider's a better player because because he's yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, that, that's really, he's more. So of a, and the fight and the thing I bring up about is about you know Kreider is that everybody keeps saying Boston and you know Kevin said Boston. He's the whole Boston connection, all that stuff. Yeah, and I'm, when I talk to people about it, I'm not hearing Boston. I'm hearing everybody saying that it should be Boston. Like that everyone say, oh, Boston makes sense. Boston makes sense. But to the people I trust to who actually are involved in these things are saying, yes, Boston makes sense. But Boston is Boston has their focus somewhere else that it's not on Kreider. I don't necessarily understand that. Like I think Kreider would be a great fit for Boston. But it, it, it Dallas, I mean, Dallas would make sense again, um, you know, because I think they're going for it. They, that was the whole purpose of signing Pavelski. They need the offense because you know, in spite of having the best goals against in the NHL, they're they're down near the bottom in goals scored. Um, but again, they're they're they don't have a ton of cap space. Yeah. Is is uh, uh, is Jim No going to be willing to give up? You know, a really good prospect and a first round pick. Is he going to give up a Delandria or no? He's not. Or Jason Robertson, or nope. even somebody on the NHL roster like a Radic Faxa or a Rupe I, I don't think he's a fit there. I don't. I, but for Chicago, um, I would go either Evan Barrett or Kurashev or Chris. And well, that Kurashev's got too many goals already. That's what I mean. They're not going to trade him. And that first rounder, and and maybe even another pick. Because yeah, he's that guy. That the minute you put Kreider on the roster, you've now got a top six guy you can play on the power play, who yeah. hits people in the corners, who yeah. can probably change your your game. That's why he's more of an impact guy than Hayes. If I'm yeah. if I'm Jeff if I'm Jeff Gordon and I'm talking trade with Dallas and they want Kreider and they want them to retain salary, the first name out of you know you're not going to get hints. The first name I'm that's out of my mouth is Gurianov. Yeah, but now that he's at the NHL level, they're not going to take right, him off exactly. And that's and that's the that's the point. Well, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see where he goes. I really am ready to get going, guys. But um, please um, do you remember to uh. Check in and guys, do us a favor and go to Hockey Buzz. Um, go to patreoncom hockey and support the support the show if we could, if you could. Um, if you've got any value out of this, if you find this is something you look forward to every day, uh, even like five bucks a month would be huge for us. Um, so just go to if, if all of you guys did five bucks a month, we would be sitting pretty. Um, so uh, just do do whatever you can do, help us out. That would be fantastic. Uh, it's patreoncom hockey. And I'm Thanks so much for watching. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow. And remember, without the buzz.
It is just Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.